You know, it's time to start talking about the representatives for Media Days for Alabama. And while we're at it, why don't we talk about the latest edition of Coaches Gone Wild? You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked on Bama. Thank you for making this your first listen. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. This episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. We'll talk about Bird Dogs here in just a little bit. I don't know why I'm saying it like that, but I am. We'll stick with it. Jimmy, we want to get into Alabama's representatives for SEC Media Day, see if there are any surprises there for you. I think they picked three good ones. Um, But, I mean, frankly, even though it's not directly Bama-related, I feel like we got to start with Pat Fitzgerald and Bob Huggins. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? I mean, Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to miss him because he's the only thing that makes Northwestern relevant. I mean, we're we're even cool if like Northwestern goes four and eight one year because the next year they'll probably go eight and four, nine and three and upset somebody and they make the game competitive. This is going to set Northwestern back a while. And while I understand what is being accused is pretty, pretty disgusting. It's pretty heinous. As a guy who is in a fraternity, I understand what hazing is meant to be. Now, hazing has a very negative connotation, and rightfully so. I understand the purpose. I also understand that if unchecked, which this was, it can get way out of hand and deviate from the purpose. The whole purpose is to promote togetherness, is to sort of make it in a way where it's like a a very fast food, you went through the same stuff I did kind of thing. You know, where you, you, know, I, you walked a mile in my shoes, but really you only walked about 30 feet because you only have so much time to haze somebody, you know, only when they're a newbie. So you got to do it kind of quickly. But what happens is some of these kids t- take it too far and they start doing things like uh, they said they were running people. I didn't know what that was. I'm going to let you look it up. I don't even think I can go over it here on this podcast. And it said they were making guys the center and the quarterback exchanges. See, that's not hazing. That's borderline. Hey, did you go to a basement club in New York City for this? Because that seems like you got to pay extra. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, Pat Fitzgerald has been so successful for so long at Northwestern. I think everybody's forgotten how bad Northwestern's supposed to be. They're they're literally before Pat Fitzgerald, this was Vanderbilt. This is Vanderbilt prior to Pat Fitzgerald. Pat Fitzgerald gets there, and while he doesn't go nine and three every year or ten and two every year, the fact that he's done it at all is amazing. The fact he's done it a handful of times is quadruple amazing I mean he has been you cannot judge him on his one loss record that's like judging the Vanderbilt coach on his one loss record uh Northwestern has a ceiling Pat Fitzgerald reached it and went over it a few times uh although they've kind of you know fallen back to earth lately uh as far as the hazing goes I think Luke you you summed it up pretty well I I think a minimal amount of, of, of of hazing type activity is expected and allowed, and and you you look the other way. 
for the minimal stuff. But what's been described, if true, and I'm not sure, I'm not sure what's true. Obviously, Vanderbilt powers that be feel enough of it is is true. Northwestern, 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 Northwestern to make this uh, make this this decision. Uh, and, and it is like you said, Luke. Uh, it, it go. There's a purpose to it that is uh, at least quasi laudable. And, and, and I would expect, hey, if I'm new to a team, if I'm brand new, if I'm brand new to the team, I made the team. I'm with the guys. I expect it at least some amount of it and some amount that's harmless in his team building, that's okay. Um, you know, making the, rookies, making the rookies carry the luggage, making the rookies yeah. wear, wear a clown nose through the airport. Wait, wait a that, minute. That's fine. Bama, but, you know, Bama throws the birthday boys into a bucket of ice water or an ice bath or something like right, that. Right. Okay, we, we kind of understand. You know, you could really get hurt that way. You could, But we understand what the point is. I don't understand what the point of a naked center quarterback exchange is. That no. that is not. There's no way that promotes to, togetherness on something that's not Cinemax at ten it's, o'clock. It, but it it's tone deaf to 2023. Oh, and, oh and, that, and that's not a bad thing, by the way. For some reason, that has a negative connotation. But you know, I happen to think that a lot of areas of how we treat each other have improved. A lot of things yeah. of how we treat each other are better in 2023 than they were in 1933. Oh, yeah. So uh, I, 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 that, that's my point to that. I think it's tone deaf to new times. And uh, if, if a part of what's said is true, I, you have to be behind yeah. what, what they did to, to Pat Fitzgerald because it is his program. He's responsible for all of it. He's responsible for the culture. And, uh, and I there's think no doubt, by the way, Jimmy, that – this went on with Pat Fitzgerald in my mind that he went through some kind of hazing too. It probably wasn't this bad, but the problem is once, once it gets to a certain point, it's almost like you can't even wrangle it back in because right. uh, you're going to, you're going to make the the ones that went through it very upset that the new ones don't have to. That's where the problem is. And you really lose a team, but again, he was in a no win situation and I don't want to get off on too much of a non Bama tangent, but I do really enjoy the Bob Huggins versus West Virginia slapback, no tradebacks uh, talk that's going on right now. I mean, he said, hey, yeah, I didn't really resign. My wife sent that. It, this is so silly. If, if I bet you if West Virginia said, you know what, man? Oh, my God. If we'll just give you $2 million, will you go away? I bet you he'd go away. That's probably what needs to happen. Um, but anyway, it's just kind of funny to watch. All right, before we forget, lose this whole segment, the SEC Media Day's representatives are Kool-Aid McKinstry, J.C. Latham, and help me out, I forgot. Uh, Dallas Turner. Dallas Turner. Dallas Turner. I right? him. Um, I bought yeah. him. Uh, but anyway, I don't think we'll see any naked quarterback center exchanges, but I do right. think we'll see three fine representatives for the University of Alabama. All three of them are superstars. All three of them are juniors. And I think this is a pretty good sign all three of them are gone after this year. Yeah, I don't think this is a, a – first of all, I mean, I know a lot of people take it that way. I get it uh, that this is some sort of a signal from Nick Saban that, hey, I know these guys are juniors, but they might as well be seniors. Uh, I, I do think that is true, and Coach Saban is cognizant of that, but I don't think that's why they were sent. I love this, Luke, because while I would argue these are the three best players on the team. And of course, we're not giving away anything in our, our roster rankings, right? But, but these are probably the three best players on the team. And to me, the best situation a team can have 
is when your best players are your leaders. They're not just they're not just wall decorations. They, they're actually leading the team while they're also the best players. And, and that's what jumped out to me that I'm sort of thinking that's the case here. And I'm hoping that's the case here. For instance, Luke, I don't know how many people realize, but one year ago, the three people that came to the media days, Bryce Young, Will Anderson, and Jordan Battle, all three kids, their, their names were, were put in the sidewalk when the season is over. I think it would be great if the team says, you know who our leaders are? JC, Dallas, and Kool-Aid. Our three best players are our leaders. And that's ideal because we've talked all offseason about how leadership is a bit of an issue with the makeup of this team. Who are the leaders? Who's going to step up? I think today is a tremendous sign that it's going in the right direction. Because again, if your best play, if your best player is a bad kid, that's terrible for the locker room. Terrible. But if your best players are good kids and they're leaders on the team, that is ideal. It's the complete 180 degree opposite. So I'm a, I, I was pleased to hear this. Uh, and I'll also say for anybody who wants something negative, I'm a little bit surprised just saying because I think we have other players on the team who are better in front of the media mm. that, that are, are really good media guys. But we didn't send them. We sent what Coach Saban felt were the best representatives of this team. And, uh, and, and, and I think it's, it's very fortunate that there happen to be the three best players. And like you said, to lead off the segment, Luke, uh, you know, they're juniors, but barring injury, barring something health-wise, barring something that goes sideways, these are three first-round picks next April, and, uh, and, and they're all likely to be gone uh, with everyone's blessing, as, as all first-round picks are. And it's a message to them, I believe, that, hey, we believe in you to be the leader. So we're asking you to step up to the mic now here in the summer, and we're asking you to step up when the season rolls around. So I think there's a lot to be learned both ways from this. Uh, it's, a, it's a shot, not a shot, but a, a message to the team that, hey, you know, these guys are who, we, who are going to be our leaders and a, and a message to them that they're going to be the leaders. So, Jimmy, let me go ahead and tell everybody about Bird Dogs right now. You know how I feel about bird dogs because you feel the exact same way about bird dogs. They make you look good in these stretch khaki shorts that are designed to flip, fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you that truly sculpted look. Bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. I'm telling you, I own some Lululemon shorts. I don't care what you say about me. I'm a 50-year-old man with four children. I can wear what I want to. And um, I own some Lululemon shorts, and they, they fit fine. They fit good. They is I don't like them as much as my bird dogs. I'm telling you, I love these bird dogs. Go get you some at birddogs.com slash locked on college, birddogs.com slash locked on college, or just go to birddogs.com and then use the promo code locked on college if you want to. I'm telling you, uh, you also get this free Yeti style tumbler that has bird dogs on it. I use it all the time. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. I promise you, you're gonna have to wash them though. Trust me, you're gonna have to. Uh, and I just love these things again. I wore them at the beach all last week, and they were just absolutely amazing. Uh, felt great. Um, it's like you're wearing nothing at all. Uh, I love these bird dogs. Go check them out. You'll love them too. Jimmy, the rest of the week, we're going to be doing some countdown stuff. No countdown today. We're going to have to catch back. Oh, sorry. Hit the table, y'all. We're going to have to catch back up. But do want to talk a little more recruiting. And right now, we're going to talk about, uh, by the way, on SEC Media Days, I didn't want to throw this out there. There are 14 SEC teams, only five of them are bringing quarterbacks. I don't know if that's weird, 
and you don't even necessarily have to comment. I'm just saying it seems like a small amount when it's fewer than half the teams are bringing a quarterback. I think it tells you where the quarterback situation is in the SEC right now. And the quarterbacks are coming are like Jaden Daniels and Spencer Rattler, two guys who transferred in, by the way. Um, K.J. Jefferson, I uh, don't remember the other two. Oh, Will, Will Rogers. Is it? Is it? It's Will Rogers, right, for Mississippi State. Yeah, Will, Will's, coming, Will's coming from Mississippi State. And um, and then one Joe other. Milton. Joe Milton is the other. Oh, Joe Milton, that's right. Now Joe And Joe Milton's kind of like. Transfer. Also a transfer, by the way. Yeah, he's also a transfer. That's kind of weird. So, anyway, just thought that was a little bizarre. But Yeah, I think one thing, one thing about Media Days and those two subjects, uh, it, it shows how close football is. also shows, you know, one thing that we discussed on, B, on the BOL board, all summer long, Luke, all summer long, BOL, two things that were discussed every day, every day. Leadership on the team, you know, where are the leaders coming from, and who are the best in quarterback situation, Alabama and throughout the league. And SEC media days, just this news today of who's representing Alabama, who's representing everybody in the whole league, ties the whole preseason, you know, talk talking season together in a bow, right? Today is the news, the hard news, who are the leaders on the team at Alabama? And you know what? There's not a lot of leader quarterbacks in this league. Uh, there's going to be a lot of new faces at quarterback and, uh, you know, Ole Miss has a competition. Auburn's got a competition. Alabama's got a competition. So that's all, all very interesting. And, you know, um, Tennessee is bringing Joe Milton almost by default. Thank you for muting that. God almighty, I think you just coughed up a liver. Um, you can get by with two. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, they're bringing Joe Milton almost by default, if you ask me, because um, the, the new guy uh, – I am a Leva is how I'm going to say it. It's probably, I'm butchering it, but uh, I think we all believe in, uh, excuse me, uh, Joe Milton will be the guy. Let's talk uh, rankings from on three and BOL, Bama Online, where y'all have updated your rankings. And of course this affects the, the cumulative rankings, mm -hmm. but now you have a new number one in Williams Narani, who uh, I think at one time was, tied to Alabama, but he's probably going to go to Oklahoma. Uh, the the highest Alabama commit is Julian Sayan at number seven, just above him, interestingly enough, is Cam Coleman. Julian Sayan is the new number one quarterback on, on three. K.J. Bolden at number nine. Dylan Stewart, who's been tied to Alabama to some degree, at number 10. Uh, Dylan Rayola, who was number one for a lot of people, number one quarterback committed to Georgia at number 11. Uh, Nathaniel Frazier, who is still tied to Alabama. Give, I mean, I think it's Alabama, Oregon, Texas A&M, and Georgia are his final four. And he's got uh, Alabama on the list, so maybe Alabama will end up with him. And then you go a little bit till you get to Jalen Mbakwe. Y'all don't have as many five stars. You've only got 15? I think there's 15 now. The, the cycle, and that's a good lesson about where we are in the cycle, you know, because – there's still updated rankings to go. This is not the final updated rankings at on three. This is, uh, you know, this is al almost really the halfway mark of this cycle, frankly. If the cycle goes from February to December, that's that's 11 months. So five and a half months you're talking about July, you know, mid-July, August 1st being the halfway point. So really we're just talking about halfway until signing day uh, from, from the last late signing day. Um, and Bach, what we have 15 five stars right now in the all three network. 15 have been anointed five stars. There will end up being roughly 30 or 32 five stars. So if you're ranked in the top 32 right now, 
you're sort of on track to be a five star. We're just uh, at on three. We value the label so much that we're careful before handing it out, which is exactly how it should be. You shouldn't be. It shouldn't rain five stars, especially early in the process. We have senior season. We have the all star games, which are outstanding, uh, great opportunities to more fully evaluate and accurate, uh, accurately rank the top guys or at the the U.S. Army All Star Game at at Under Armour, you know, at at the Polynesian Bowl, where all these these top ranked kids are. So uh, right now, on three recognizes five, 15 five stars. That number will be 30 or 32 by the by the time the cycle ends. Uh, again, if people are happy where you're ranked, guess what? The rankings are going to are going to be updated again. If you're not happy, well, guess what? The rankings will be updated again. But uh, I'm real proud of, of the work at, at BOL and on three in terms of how these kids are ranked. Uh, I believe fully believe that it's the best in the business because it's the best people that do it. And uh, a, a lot of good news for Alabama guys. And I know Luke and I are about to talk about that. I mean, the first one that jumps to mind for me is William Sanders, who's basically been lower ranked throughout the early part of the, of the cycle. Don't and, spoil and, it. Don't spoil it. Don't okay. spoil it. We'll, we'll let that. We'll, we'll let we'll let Luke tell you where he is. Well, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and take a break and talk about him when we get back. You're right. That you already spoiled my dead gum surprise. Um, all right, but we're going to talk about it as soon as we get back. And we're back, Jimmy. One thing you were and I were texting about um, when we were prepping for the show, and by prepping for the show, I send you a text saying, "What time can you go?" You say seven thirty. I say okay, and then we uh, do the show then. Um, but uh, I, I did ask you about William Sanders, who we think could really commit to Alabama at any time. And Alabama does seem to like him a lot. He's from the Brookwood School in Brookwood, Alabama, interior lineman, 6'3", 295. Um, rated, rate, excuse me, ranked. I was trying to say rated and ranked at the same time. Ranked pretty universally as a three-star for the most part. But you guys over at Bama Online and on three, have him at number 111 in the country now with your updated rankings. He has absolutely shot up the charts. He is a four-star uh, in the eyes of On3 and Bama Online, which I'm very happy about because I even made the comment. I was like, look, you know I'm one of those stargazers too. I like the four-stars and the five-stars. And so he got his four-star, and you were like, are you happy? And I was like, yeah, I'm much happier now because I think you'll commit to Alabama. Um, but it's interesting you all have him the number nine player in the state of Alabama now. Right. Uh, and I'm going to let you talk about William Sanders a little more, but I do want to go over your Alabama rankings. You got Cam Coleman at one, Mbakwe two, Demarcus Riddick three. He's number 33 in the country. Perry Thompson four. You guys have him pretty low at 48, if you ask me, in the country, but number four in that state of Alabama. Jordan Ross, you guys have him ranked appropriately in my mind at number 70 in the country. Joseph Phillips, who's committed to Auburn, he has shot up the ranks at number 83. Jeremiah Beeman committed to Alabama at uh, number 98 in the country, number seven in the state, then Kevin Riley, uh, then William Sanders, then Sterling Dixon rounds out the top 10 at number one, I think that's 165, my eyes, unless my eyes deceive me, at number 10 in the state of Alabama. So talk about William Sanders, and, and is there anybody that you, Jimmy Stein, would change in that top 10 of the state? Uh, not really. I mean, Phillips is a new name, and, and that's just because on my end, I, all along, that's been Auburn all along. Uh, what the guy Alabama was really involved with, although Alabama took a long look, of course. Uh, 
I don't know as much about him as some others because because uh, Alabama hasn't been so involved with him. Uh, I love Sanders where he is though because hey, if you if you if you think this is a Bama bump, it's not. It's not. Just watch the tape. Watch the tape. The tape doesn't lie, as as a uh, as the even the NFL guys say. But uh, at BOL, we we've liked William Sanders for a long time as a player, regardless of where he's ranked. Again, rankings is a process. You can't look. I mean, who's looking at Kuiper? at Mel Kuyper's big board today and writing it down as gospel for next April. No, it's going to change as, as, you know, those guys have to play a whole other season just like the high school players, all right? So uh, we think William Sanders is going to move up the whole time as more and more experts watch the tape, evaluated the tape, and word got out about what kind of player this guy is, and then you see the the, the size, and uh, I, I think he's really good. Uh, you know, and in terms of where he's going to stick, um, probably right around where he's at. I, I think I, w- I look at William Sanders and say solid four-star. And for me, a four-star is here's a kid that's probably not cream of the crop, but is likely to play in the NFL one day. I mean, if you're the 111th NFL prospect when you come out of college and you're 111th, you know, you know where you go in the draft loop? In the fourth round. And early in the fourth round, by the way, uh, that means you're a good player. Only in Alabama is that maybe not ideal, right? Only in Alabama, maybe Georgia. Everywhere else, they're 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 throwing side body blocks on 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 Mother Teresa to get a, a fourth round NFL player in their program. Um, so I think he's appropriately ranked where he where he is right now. This is a good player, good athlete. Uh, we're, we're optimistic at BOL that, that this is ultimately going to be Alabama and it may even be this month, but that that's optimism uh, and a guess uh, in terms of where things stand right now. And uh, but, but we feel like we've covered that situation pretty well. Uh, I'm, I'm optimistic. And another offensive lineman is going to make a, a decision this week. And, 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 you know, we're also optimistic. So we'll, we'll see. Side body block on Mother Teresa. So you're telling me Nick Saban's going to recruit Germany and the Vatican? Is that, what yeah, was? That, that was a funnier line back when she was alive, like like more than a decade ago. Wait a minute. I was, just trying, to think is, of, I was trying to think of you know something something terrible someone would do because they want a fourth round player in their program, and that was like what immediately came to mind. That was also PG rated. I'm thinking, you know, the only thing I can think of is a naked center quarterback exchange. <laughs> I, I guess the only thing worse than that would be trying to. I know block. that. I don't know. Block the guy. Do hey, I'm sort of a recruiting guy. If those tr- stories are true, good luck. Good luck signing centers and quarterbacks to cycle Northwestern. Good luck. Talk about your illegal touching. Um. Anyway, uh, that's going to do it for today's podcast. Thank you guys so much for bearing with us. We'll be back tomorrow with Jimmy Stein's Countdown. Until then, roll tide, everybody. Roll tide.